0: Podcast number 531 for the 19th of February 2017. This week, have you asked Cortana for help? After more than a year of ignoring her, I'm trying to decide if I want to keep her on full-time. Sometimes a Google search for help with hardware, software, or a service can lead to more trouble, not less. In short circuits, Microsoft's annoying messages that badmouth browsers other than Edge can be stopped only with a large hammer. The German city that led the way toward adopting open source software now plans to return to Microsoft applications. And in spare parts, only on the website, according to Ars Technica, malware comes to max thanks to the same Russian hackers who meddled in the U.S. presidential election. And if you can spare a little blood, the company says it can make recommendations that might improve your health. Whether you've ever asked her to do anything for you or not, Cortana is on your Windows 10 computer. If you're one of the 12 people worldwide who owns a Microsoft phone, she's there too. Cortana is available on Android devices and even on Apple phones. Some of us have been talking to computers for decades, usually mutterings of profanity, and the computers just ignored us. But now, when you talk to the computer, it might do something for you. Apple has Siri, Google has its own eponymous service, and Microsoft has Cortana. Sometimes it's faster to ask for something than to open a browser and look for it. Hey Cortana, what's tomorrow's forecast? The
1: forecast for tomorrow shows mostly cloudy skies with a high of 39 and a low of 24.
0: Or maybe you're looking for slightly more esoteric information. Hey Cortana, What's the tallest mountain in Australia?
1: Mount Kosciuszko.
0: Now, you think that she'd give me a little more information than that. Hey, Cortana, how tall is Mount Kosciuszko?
1: 7,310 feet.
0: I could have opened a browser and typed in a question for all of these, of course. But when Cortana is listening, it's faster just to ask her. She might be listening. By default, though, Cortana doesn't listen until you turn her on. And I mean that in the most electronic way possible. Until you tell Cortana to listen, getting her attention requires at least one mouse click and possibly several. When Cortana is listening, you can just address her by name and ask something. It's a lot like Simon says, How fast does sound travel? You noticed that, right? I didn't say the magic words and Cortana didn't respond. Hey Cortana, how fast does sound travel?
1: According to Wikipedia.org, the speed of sound is the distance traveled per unit time by a sound wave as it propagates through an elastic medium. In dry air at 20 degrees Celsius (68 degrees Fahrenheit), the speed of sound is 343.2 meters per second 1,126 feet/s, 1,236 kilometers per hour, 768 miles per hour). 667 knots or a kilometer in s, or a mile in
0: s. this illustrates one problem with cortana she is able to make sense of some notations but not others the wikipedia entry actually says the speed of sound is the distance traveled per unit time by a sound wave as it propagates through an elastic medium in dry air at 20 degrees Celsius, and it uses the degree symbol and C instead of the full word Celsius. In parenthesis, it has 68 degree mark F. So she understands the degree symbol, and she didn't pronounce the parentheses, but did pause appropriately. She didn't understand FT slash S and pronounced it exactly that way instead of saying feet per second. She did, however, understand KM slash H as kilometers per hour and MPH as miles per hour. She was flummoxed by 4.69 S. Most humans would immediately understand that as 4.69 seconds. Cortana's speech recognition, though, is nothing short of phenomenal. In earlier days, speech recognition required a high quality microphone and a considerable amount of time to train the system. Cortana works without training, and the microphone she's using to hear me is inside a closed notebook. That's impressive. Hey Cortana! How is onomatopoeia spelled?
1: Onomatopoeia is spelled O-N-O-M-A-T-O-P-O-E-I-A.
0: Compare the way Cortana spelled it to the way most people would spell it. Humans generally do it by syllable. O-N-O-M-A-T-O-P-O-E-I-A. So let's try this. Hey Cortana, what does onomatopoeia mean?
1: Onomatopoeia is a noun meaning, the formation of a word from a sound associated with what is named, e.g., cuckoo sizzle.
0: And sometimes she does fib a bit. Hey, Cortana, when's the Columbus Zoo open tomorrow?
1: I'm sorry, the internet and I aren't talking right now.
0: In fact, the internet connection was just fine. I suspect that Cortana wasn't able to find a page with the operating hours on the zoo's website. I know there's one there. But maybe that's something the webmaster should take a look at. Cortana is able to provide information that you might want on a whim. Hey, Cortana, how far is it to San Francisco?
1: It'll take 36 hours and 50 minutes to drive to San Francisco, California. It's about 2,431
0: miles away. Or maybe something like, hey, Cortana, how many flights are there to New York City tomorrow? Now, in that case, Cortana doesn't say anything. Instead, she displays the results of a Bing search. Cortana and other assistants are going to become increasingly popular because there's no need to stop what we're doing, change gears, and research what we're looking for, then return to what we were working on. Currently, the capabilities are limited, almost trivial, but expect change, big change. Cortana, Siri, and Hey Google are most helpful on portable devices. If you have a Windows 10 system, Cortana is there and those whose job description calls for them to look into the future say that digital agents eventually will be the main way we communicate with electronic devices whether they be computers or light switches automobiles or refrigerators Microsoft Apple and Google are all trying to be the company that creates the universal digital agent so all three main players and probably a bunch of other smaller companies are doing everything they can to garner the largest number of users People who become familiar with one system generally will be locked into that system because the digital agent learns more about you every day. It does that so that it can more accurately respond to your requests, change systems, and you'll be back to an agent that knows little about you. I've mainly illustrated Cortana as a search assistant, but she can also set reminders and do other basic tasks. More is coming. Cortana can now create calendar entries if you allow her to read your email, You can also add an appointment to your calendar by just telling Cortana to do it, but giving her access to your email eliminates that manual step. Working across platforms, you can tell the digital agent on your phone to create an appointment, and that information will be communicated back to your notebook, tablet, or desktop computer. Although you can control what Cortana or any other digital agent knows about you, the more information the agent has, the better it can serve you, and all of the agents Need to be simplified. Unless you're comfortable tinkering with configuration information, you may find them still a bit cumbersome to use. Once you turn Cortana on, electronically, she starts collecting data about you. What you do, when you do it, what your preferences are, who your friends are. The information is all stored in a data file, and you can tell Cortana to forget some things if you want to. Hey Cortana! what's the temperature in moscow
1: it's currently 30 and mostly cloudy in moscow
0: Google is an excellent resource for support. Ask it a question and it'll point you to several, and perhaps several dozen, answers. Some of the answers will be exactly right, some will be totally wrong, and a few might be dangerous. And when you're looking for something that doesn't exist, most of the answers will be dangerous. Let's say maybe you're having a problem with Facebook and you'd like to call their support department. After searching Facebook, you can't find a support number. Now that should probably be a clue but you decide to try Google. The top result for Facebook tech support is the Facebook Help Center. It's an online resource for Facebook users, but there is no option to call. So there's another clue. But you can return to Google and scroll down. After scrolling down, you'll find several options. Take a look at the image on the TechBiter Worldwide website. The first two websites referenced are blocked by Malwarebytes because they attempt to plant malware on your computer. The third one claims to use the secure HTTPS protocol, but doesn't. And the fourth result at least readily admits that it is a third party, meaning that they are not associated in any way with Facebook. This applies not only to Facebook, but to any website, software, or hardware you may need assistance with. Fraudsters know that people who are desperate for answers don't always think clearly. So the first rule of dealing with computer emergencies is this, don't panic. In most cases, unless whatever you're concerned about is physically on fire, a delay won't make things worse, but an ill-advised action can turn an inconvenience into a catastrophe. Firefighters are taught to stop, observe, and assess the situation before taking action. Be the solution to the problem, not part of it is what they say. That's good advice for many aspects of life, and particularly for somebody who's trying to solve a problem that involves a computer. If you call one of those phony numbers, you'll probably be told, oh, yes, we see that problem. It's likely that they'll tell you somebody has been trying to log on to your account. But, of course, they can fix it if you'll just give them your credentials. Of course, there will be a small fee, and you'll have to pay it with a gift card. They'll give you the instructions for buying the card. Then you have to call back and give them the number on the card. Some companies, Microsoft and Lenovo, for example, have both free and paid service options. The difference is that as legitimate companies, they can accept a credit card payment. The scammers like to use gift cards because once they have the card's number, the money is theirs. You have little and probably no recourse. Once the scammers have your money, that might be the end of it, or it might just be the beginning. The next step could involve logging onto your computer The scammer can then install malware that steals usernames and passwords as you connect to banking accounts or malware that encrypts all the files on your computer so that you then have to pay hundreds of dollars to regain access to them. There's no small number of crooks out there, and they all want your money. Don't allow a computer problem to give them control. Short circuits, Edge is the new browser that Microsoft included with Windows 10. It is a better browser than the Internet Explorer, but I prefer to use Chrome, Firefox, or occasionally another browser such as Vivaldi or Maxthon. Use one of those other browsers, and occasionally Microsoft pops up a message that tells you Edge is a better choice. That's annoying, but it can be turned off. Previously, Windows notified users of battery-powered computers that Edge uses less power than Chrome or Firefox. These messages are delivered via an overlay pop-up that hovers over the Edge icon in the taskbar. The current message campaign says that Edge blocks more malware than Firefox or Chrome. The claims are based on tests by NSS Laboratories in which Edge blocked 91% of phishing URLs and 99% of social engineering malware. By comparison, Chrome blocked 82% and 86% respectively, Firefox 81% and 78%. NSS Labs says the research was not sponsored by Microsoft, but the company has worked closely with Microsoft in the past. Microsoft says it's just trying to provide people with quick, easy information that can help them enhance their Windows 10 experience. That's a direct quote. But an equally plausible reason is that Edge hasn't reached the level of acceptance Microsoft had hoped for. Its current usage has been hovering around 5% for a long time. But look, Microsoft, I've tried Edge. It's okay, but I prefer to use the browsers that I downloaded and installed. It may be that removing Edge from the taskbar would eliminate the messages, probably not, but I do like to have it handy because I do use it occasionally. So these pop-up messages can be blocked by visiting settings, but the problem is it's an all-or-nothing thing. You can't just block the Edge notifications, you have to turn off all notifications, some of which are helpful. If you want to eliminate all of the pop-ups, open Settings, choose the System icon, then choose Notifications and Actions from the sidebar, scroll down to Get Tips, Tricks, and Suggestions as You Use Windows, and turn it off. Ten years ago, supporters of the open source movement were optimistic because Munich, Germany had fully endorsed a version of Ubuntu Linux and OpenOffice for municipal government workers. This week, Munich's city council started the process of returning to Microsoft applications by 2021. No matter how much I like the idea of open source software, and I do like the idea, the applications always seem to come up just a little bit short of what Microsoft provides. OpenOffice and LibreOffice are remarkable office suites, but Microsoft Office is even more remarkable. Now Munich is trying to determine how long it'll take and how much it'll cost to build a Windows 10 client for use by city employees. When that task is complete, Munich's city council will determine whether to replace the customized version of Ubuntu that city employees have been using with Windows. That customized version is called Limux. The Green Party's Florian Roth doesn't like the idea, but he says it appears the municipality will return to Microsoft. Linux is a powerful operating system. In fact, it runs much of the Internet, probably most of the Internet, but it's not Windows, and most computer users are familiar with Windows. OpenOffice is a powerful Office Suite, but it is not Microsoft Office, and most computer users are familiar with Microsoft Office. A member of the Pirate Party... Yes, that's their name, the Pirate Party. A member of the Pirate Party, Thomas Rantz says the decision is unfair. He says that Limax has been accused of creating problems that are not related to it, and returning to Microsoft will cost the town a lot of money, and even then there's the question about whether it'll actually improve quality. Munich began the process of adopting Limax in 2004. And even though Microsoft CEO Steve Ballmer met with city officials in a desperate attempt to halt the move, the decision to move to open source was confirmed. Or maybe it was because they met with Steve Ballmer. Well, anyway, Munich saved about 10 million euros by choosing an open source operating system and an open source office suite, but apparently the result was some amount of confusion. Now the city council seems to think that removing the confusion will save the city millions of euros by improving staff productivity. Two words for that. That's unlikely. The organization that manages LibreOffice, the Document Foundation, has a different view. Moving to Windows 10 and Microsoft Office 2016 could cost the city 90 million euros over the next six years, they say. They call the abandonment of open-source software a significant step backwards for the city of Munich, and they predict much higher costs. Can Munich return to Windows and Microsoft Office in just four years? Well, Consider this. The Limex migration has been in progress now for nine years. You can check out spare parts, though, only on the website, and it won't take you nine years to get there, or even four. According to Ars Technica, malware comes to max, thanks to the same Russian hackers who meddled in the U.S. presidential election. And if you can spare a little blood... A company says it can make some recommendations that might improve your health. Thanks for listening to TechBiter Worldwide, the podcast with an hour's worth of technology news in about 20 minutes. I'm Bill Blinn. Be sure to check out the website, www.techbiter.com. And if you like, send me an email from there. See you next week.